Thank you for joining me here for another Peace Project Meditation. Today's podcast will be a little bit different than our normal meditations. This is a visualization exercise that will help you creatively imagine the 11 dimensions of reality that uh, some geometric theorems say is possible. Now, this is not supposed to be scientific or some kind of truth explanation or philosophy. This is just a simple exercise to allow your mind to work creatively, to imagine dimensions that it normally does not imagine or interact with in your daily life in our four-dimensional world. This was originally conceived and done by Rob Bryanton. Uh, You can find his videos on the 10th Dim YouTube channel. That is 10THDIM on YouTube. And he has a lot of videos that help you imagine these. They have drawings and videos that go along with them. I highly recommend you check these videos out if you find this interesting. Um, But don't feel like if this isn't your cup of tea that, you know, uh, you have to Uh, enjoy this by any means it is a little out there but again it is all based back on a simple uh, reality of geometry called the point line plane theorem and so we're just going to use that to try to visualize what higher dimensions that we can't really interact with look like so i hope you enjoy this kind of different exercise and still find it uh relaxing that it increases your visualization and experience of everyday life a little bit and if not uh, that's okay and we'll have more traditional meditations coming up in the future along with some other announcements that will be more geared towards regular meditating Uh, this episode is quite a long time so uh, make sure you have some time set aside to really listen and enjoy in this visualization we're going to imagine some geometric points, lines, planes, and spaces. Something to note is I will drift between comparing our current universe, timeline, and um, three-dimensional reality through time, and a mathematical concept of dimension. So you'll have to both visualize not only things in our real world as you imagine them, but also things in a perfectly mathematical space. So when I refer to things like position, time, uh, distance between, spaces, next to, these all have consequences for our reality as we experience them, and different consequences and realities in the mathematical universe we're visualizing in. So keep that in mind, and I'll try to keep them separate as best as possible. So first, let's imagine something purely mathematical, and this is the zero dimension. There is simply a point. Something. You can imagine it as a binary bit, almost uh, a potential to be zero or one, where zero is nothing there, and one is something. There's no decimals, there's nothing that can be partially on or off. It either is or it is not. And everything inside that is, is contained inside of it, and that we call a point. 
So you may imagine what is next to that point or what can be outside of that point. And the most basic answer is another point. So another zero or one potential that is also at one. It is also something. How would we get to that point? Well, we'd have to leave our point, which means leaving the dimension that we are in. So if we start at zero dimensions, to get to another zero-dimensional state, another point, we have to travel through the first dimension. And the first dimension can be visualized as a line. And all that means is that we are looking at the infinite number of points that there are between one point and another point and we're visualizing all those. Something that can help with this is something called Zeno's Paradox. You can imagine this as a runner trying to get from start to finish line. And we can imagine this in our universe, because this actually does have bearings in our physical universe. If you are standing at the start of a race, we can call that point A. Everything contained is at that starting point. As you run to the finish line, point B, you inevitably must pass through another point. We'll call that point C, or this would be any space along the racetrack. However, if that point C simply becomes point B, meaning you have to get to that point, you have to make it to the midpoint, you have to run along the track to make it to the finish line, we can simply another imagine another point in between point A and point C. We'll call that point D. And we can do this ad infinitum. So according to Zeno's paradox, motion is impossible because no matter how far you divide it, there will always be another point standing in between you where you currently are and you at your destination. The only way we can get between these points is to move up a dimension to leave that point for just a moment and then return at another point. And the way we do this is through a line. And that is moving through all the infinite points between those two points. Now we may ask ourselves, just like we did with the point in the zero dimension, what is next to that line? The simplest answer is another point. But to get to that point, we will have to draw another line off of ours. And where does that line exist? Well, it exists in the dimension above the first dimension, which is the second dimension. So just as we had to leave a point to get to another one and travel in a line, to get from one line to another point that's off that line, we have to travel through what's called a plane. And that is a collection of lines that connects line A to line B. And it's the same fact, there's the same paradox as we saw with points. To get to each line, there will be another line, C, and infinitely many lines in between that point. So we have to move through the plane, the second dimension, to get to that other line. 
Now, again, we can just do the same imagination exercise. What is next to that plane? Well, it's a point that's off that plane, contained inside its own line in its own plane. And to get to that plane, we have to travel through infinitely many planes. So how do we get there? We travel through space, the third dimension. And that is simply the collection of all possible planes in between those two planes. And this is the most common dimension that we're familiar with, because this is what our reality is materially. There are three dimensions that we can view objects in at each point in time. So now that you probably already figured out based on what I just said, that the point is in time, that time is our fourth dimension. And mathematically, time is the same as a spatial dimension. The only reason it feels different to us as experiencers is because we are trapped inside our own three-dimensional space. We can't stand outside our three-dimensional space and see it as we do a two-dimensional plane on a piece of paper. If we were able to stand outside of our three dimensions, to stand outside of time and view what we see as time changing and things moving, we would not see that. We would simply see a collection of lines that contain all the movements. You can imagine this as yourself. We know that we age. And we know that we have continuous experience, my, you know, minus some things for like blacking out or going under anesthesia or sleeping where we don't necessarily remember our three-dimensional reality. But if you were standing outside this and observing us as a higher dimensional being, you would see a distinct line from the embryo that you started out as all the way till your deceased body and even after that until your body completely decomposes into its fundamental materials you could see that traceable line just as you can see a line drawn on a two-dimensional piece of paper so when we look at our three-dimensional space we must ask ourselves again what is next to this three-dimensional space well, it is the same three-dimensional space with different dimensional attributes. The way we translate that and track that is through its changes, which we observe over time. And we can only move forward through time in our reality. But if we simply look at it as a mathematical dimension, it moves the same way as a line does, forward and backwards, connecting infinitely many three-dimensional spaces, the same thing as zero-dimensional points, along a line. Now this is where it starts to get trippy. That line has the same amount of infinite lines next to it on its plane. The same way a, a line, you know, as we did moving up from the first to the second dimension, we're going to move from the fourth to the fifth dimension. And what that fifth dimension is, 
is a plane of probability. Now what that means is every event inside that three-dimensional space can and will take place in separate timelines. Very easy to imagine something like this. Right now, whatever you're doing, imagine if you were doing something different. There is a numeric probability for what that could be, and if you could separate yourself from our timeline and look at it from the place of a six-dimensional being, you could see all the potential realities that you could have lived in a plane. That means they would all connect from your birth and your life as an embryo cell all the way till you decompose into your raw materials. Every single potential path you could have taken, every single change that could have happened to you is imaginable on that fifth dimensional probability plane. And now we go again. What is next to that probability plane? It's simply more probability planes that have different beginning conditions. So in some of those probability planes, you may not exist, but everything else in the world exists as it does now. So we move through those infinitely many probability planes to arrive at what is called a phase space. And just as the three-dimensional space contained all the infinitely many points that could exist in the infinitely many lines and planes inside a three-dimensional space, so too is each frame of a three-dimensional space contained inside this phase space. Every single probability, every single potential that can be imagined for our localized universe is imaginable inside this phase space. So what I'm saying is in the sixth dimension, that is where all the possibilities that could have happened to our known universe, the universe that we exist in, Every single possibility from the beginning to the end of the universe has happened and will happen inside that phase space. And here we go again. We're going to condense that entire space down back to a single point because that phase space, again, is all-containing, just like our three-dimensional space. And so we condense that down to a point and ask ourselves again, What is next to our phase space? What is outside the concrete possibilities for our universe as it is today? And when we move there, we get what is called a phase line. And what this is, is it contains all the possibilities that our universe could have become if certain conditions were different. 
this is where in our universe we can imagine things like the fundamental force of gravity being different. Inside a phase space, those predictions for gravity are all going to be the same as they are in our universe. We're not changing how strong gravity pulls. We're not changing the fact that molecules form out of different atoms. Okay, those are the basic facts of our universe. Those are all contained within the phase space. Now, if we move to a different phase space on the same line as our phase space, we are now looking at the possible universes that could exist if one of these fundamental constants were changed. So if gravity did not function the way that gravity functions in our phase space, we would see an entirely different probability of our universe. It wouldn't be the same universe because it would have different fundamental forces. Now we can ask ourselves, what is next to that? Again, this is always how we move up. What is next to that phase space line? And again, that would be infinitely many phase space lines connected by a phase probability plane. So what can exist here? In this space, we not only see when those fundamental forces change, we see when those fundamental forces don't even exist or are something completely different. What is a universe without gravity, without elements? What is a universe without an electron or without a neutron? The potential for these universes exist, but they are so far away from what we know as our universe that we cannot conceive of them in our universe because gravity has a set value in our universe and does exist. The same thing goes for elements, for atoms becoming molecules, for electrons and neutrons existing made out of quarks and smaller and smaller particles still, till we get to the fundamental particles of the universe. Inside the probability phase plane, these elemental particles, these elemental forces that we see as givens, as inescapables, may not exist. And we can still imagine what that universe would look like. So what if we wanted to ask what is next to that plane? We can imagine infinitely many probability phase planes inside what is now called an information space. And this is the ninth dimension. And inside this ninth dimension... We are simply plotting the three-dimensional possibilities just like we did with the different planes in a space, but we're now looking at just basic on and off switches of reality. Is there gravity? 
is there fun are there fundamental forces inside this information space we are actually imagining and visualizing the basic mechanics that create dimensional reality in a sense we have reached the end of the game because there is nothing that can be next to an information space because simply the possibility of there being something next to an information space is contained within the information space and so we must ask what is next to an information space we must still ask that even though we know the answer is contained within that information space because the question itself is predicated on there being information so once we move here we have returned if we imagine that as a point in itself we have returned to simply a state of on or off is there information or is there not information? We're back at that zero or one. And this state of possibility where there can or cannot be is the 10th dimension. It is the container into which all dimensional possibilities are held. And in a sense, we arrive back at the zero dimension. So if we imagine this along a linear time scale, the, the 11th dimension, okay, the information spaces next to each other. So in the Big Bang, all of our dimensions, our spatial dimensions and our fourth dimension of time that we can perceive were created. But once that time space is closed and once that dimension is ended, there's no way to go back. If a universe existed before our universe that we experience now, there is no way that we can get any information out of that universe because it's in a separate information sphere. It's in a separate information space. There's no way for us to go back into that space because it's its dimensions have simply closed in on itself. Why do I find this visualization and imagining the universe in full 11 dimensions helpful? I think what it does is it brings what can seem so complex, infinite, and out of our understanding into a simple and relatable theory that can be explained and visualized. It reveals the infinite potential of life and the universe and simply dimensional experience. So I hope you enjoyed this exploration of 11 dimensions and I hope you found it useful and uh, had some fun visualizing these and maybe felt your brain expand a little bit. If you want to explore more, as I said in the beginning, there is all this um, by its creator and um, conceiver, 
Rob Bryanton on the YouTube channel 10th Dim. That is 10THDIM. I'll also throw a link down in the podcast description. So if you want to uh, get a little bit more information on this, see some graphs drawn out that kind of help you visualize these things, um, feel free to check out their material. And again, this isn't supposed to be some kind of fact-based, this is how reality works and this is the ultimate solution. That's not the case at all. I am not a mathematician. I'm not super experienced in science. I do find it very interesting and I like to explore it. This is merely a visual exercise to help you understand how some mathematicians and how geometrically you can view and imagine higher dimensions and kind of get your own um, mind-expanding work when normally we only visualize the world in three dimensions with a fourth, fourth temporal one. So I hope you found this exciting and fun. You can help the podcast out by leaving a five-star review on any of your platforms which you are listening, sharing it with friends or family, or by contributing through our sponsor link on anchor.fm slash thepeaceproject. All donations really help me do this, get you more meditations, and will help these meditations grow and allow me to do this more and hopefully help you out more. We'll be back with more regular meditations in the following weeks and some announcements about some new projects and new podcast formats. Thank you so much for listening and stay cool. Thank you.